Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hey everybody, welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. I hope that you are all in a all able to enjoy your Mother's Day weekend, whether you celebrated your own mother, whether you were celebrated in any way, shape, or form. I hope you had a really beautiful weekend. I uh, was bestowed the new title of mother-in-law-to-be this weekend. My son proposed to his girlfriend, and we could not be more thrilled. What a blessing that is to be adding a new daughter to our family We are finding ourselves this week in the 19th chapter of John, which means we're just about wrapping up the Gospel of John. And this is the week that Jesus is sent to his death on the cross. Now, last week, when we ended our study of John, the people said, we don't want Jesus released. We want Barabbas, which is where we will start today. And Verse 1 in the NLT says, Then Pilate had Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip. Now, in other translations, they use the word scourge instead. And scourged is one tiny little word that really describes this graphic form of torture. The blows that come from this whip each have sharp pieces of bone or metal, and it reduces back to ribbons of raw flesh. And in fact, it was not unusual for a criminal to die from a scourging even being before being crucified. And so here's what Pilate's thinking, because remember, he has said multiple times, I think this guy's innocent. So instead of letting Barabbas or Jesus go, he lets Barabbas go. And he thinks, maybe if we just torture him a little bit, maybe then then the people will be happy. So the scourging is is this gruesome practice, and it basically has three purposes. Number one, it's meant to punish and humiliate prisoners, which I think that would certainly happen. Number two, it's to gain a confession of crimes from the prisoners. And number three, in cases of crucifixion where they're planning to kill them anyway, it's often used to weaken the victim so he will die more quickly on the cross. And what Pilate is hoping is that the punishment of this pr- prisoner would satisfy the crowd, and then there would be no need for capital punishment. And so, as I said, it literally tore Jesus's back into stripes, which is a shout out back to the book of Isaiah, where it says, by his stripes, we are healed. It's when the prophet Isaiah is foretelling of the coming Messiah. And this is one of the things, one of the markers that is happening that was foreshadowed hundreds of years before by Isaiah. And so in addition to scourging him with the whip, they twisted a crown of thorns and they squished it into poor Jesus's head. And, you know, it caused a lot of bleeding. And it's it was said that likely Jesus continued to wear that crown throughout the entire crucifixion process. And the people would yell, Hail, King of the Jews, not because they were being nice. They wanted to further humiliate Jesus. Then additionally, they put on a purple robe because purple was expensive and it was intended as a cruel irony 
because obviously they were mocking him. They weren't really calling him king of the Jews. They struck him with their hands. They beat him. They mocked him. They spat on him. Additionally, we know from the Gospel of Matthew, they stripped him down. Now, a lot of times, you know, in order for the art to maintain some modesty, we see like a little loincloth around Jesus. He actually didn't even have that much dignity. They took his clothes. So he was naked. So to add insult to injury, in addition to the spitting and the whipping and the slapping and the mocking and the crown of thorns, poor Jesus isn't even allowed to wear anything. And then they hand him a reed as his scepter. Well, all along, Pilate makes five different attempts to release Jesus. He keeps saying, I don't think he did anything. I think he's innocent. And he's really, really still hoping that once Jesus goes through all of this, that the people will let him go. And so at, at the end of this, this torture session, Pilate invites the crowd to look at the suffering. Look at this man. And he's kind of saying, this poor fellow, can you can you really think that that this man is really a danger to either Israel or to Rome? Maybe we could take pity on this guy. You know, he just, he went through a lot of humiliation and a lot of beating. And instead, what does the crowd say? They don't say, sure, let him go. They say, crucify him with pure hatred, absolute pure hatred. So then Pilate says to them, why don't you take him and crucify him? Because I find no fault in him. The irony being, Pilate knows darn well that the Jewish people, have no authority to crucify. They realize the Sanhedrin cannot execute. And so it kind of gets thrown back onto him. And and the Sanhedrin's like, we have a law, we cannot do this. Well, at this point, Pilate's getting a little nervous. And it's not in John, but it is in one of the other gospels where Pilate's wife had a dream the night before. And she said, I don't think I don't think you should execute this man. I think he might be who he says he is. And so Pilate tries to talk to Jesus. He's like, come on, give me something to work with here. And Jesus doesn't answer him. Because can you imagine at this point, poor Jesus, he's got blood dripping down his head. He's naked. He's hurting. He's probably semi-conscious at this point. And, and Pilate's like, are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have the power to crucify you? Give me something to work with. And what does Jesus say to him? You have no power against me unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. Now, was he talking about Judas who turned him over? Or was he talking about Caiaphas, the high priest who also turned him over? We aren't really sure. There are a lot of theologians that go back and forth. But what we do know at this point is Pilate, Pilate's pretty amazed. Jesus is not intimidated by his power to judge him, to crucify him if he wants to. And that that cold feeling of absolute fear is just being poured down over Pilate. We sense panic at this point, because of his wife's dream, because of what's going on, because the crowd is getting more and more and more worked up. And now they're saying to him, if you let this man go, you're not Caesar's friend. 
He's panicking because we know he was no big deal. We know he is only in this position because his wife was the granddaughter of the emperor. So Pilate was really a fairly impotent leader. And we know that he didn't have a lot of power. And now the people are turning on him and saying, if you don't do, don't do what we want, we're going to, we're going to tell Caesar. And he already wasn't really much of a friend of Caesar anyway. And so he denies what he knows in his heart, that cold feeling of panic and fear isn't enough to get him to change his mind. And what it makes me think of, because you know, I a little tiny bit feel for Pilate. I do. He's human and we know that he had a part to play in all of this, but it reminds me of in the book of Matthew, where Jesus said, if you deny me, I will deny you before the father. How many times in our life have we had the Holy Spirit screaming in our head or had that cold dread and fear, knowing we were a hundred percent wrong, having every cell in our body scream against us to not deny what we know to be true. And yet we turn our back on what we know is true. We turn our back on Jesus, even though we know he's the son of God. It isn't just Pilate. It happens to us right here in 2021. It's something I want us to all think about, myself included. Are we ever tempted to deny who we are, to deny who Jesus is? Remember last week when I asked you, is Jesus the king of your heart? Is he the king of your life? Have you ever denied that? Because wasn't really very popular because maybe other people don't believe in Jesus and you didn't want them to feel uncomfortable. Well, unfortunately for Pilate, this was the worst decision he ever could have made. When we pick up tomorrow, we are going to find Jesus in verse 17, carrying the cross by himself to the place called the skull. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.